0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is Pastor Deary. Every believer has been divinely placed into a specific setting and circumstances by God and given the ministry of reconciliation for those individuals that God has supernaturally placed in our lives. Those people are called our oikos, and including our families, friends, neighbors, coworkers, and others, we are to pray for those individuals. Today's message is titled, Divine Connections Part 4, Praying for Your Oikos. Listen in, take notes, And I'll be with you at the end of the podcast. And uh, get everybody focused on our fast. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you that this is a day that you may, we will rejoice, be glad in this day. We thank you, Lord, that you have sent your word to provide for us both knowledge and revelation. We thank you that it provides us knowledge and it tells us the story of Jesus Christ, the story of your creation of the world, the story of your chosen people and how you desire to operate and flow with people. It gives us revelation and it shows us who we are and it reveals to us that we were born sinners who need a savior. We thank you that with that revelation, you've also showed us that Jesus is your choice who to make a Savior who would be without flaw and without sin and would be able to die on behalf of us that we might be saved. We thank you, Lord, that as we have received that, we thank you that the word also gives us an an understanding of the ministry of reconciliation, that we've been saved in order to be a blessing to the world. And I thank you right now that we begin right now to apply that truth to our lives. We thank you that we live every day, Lord, in prayer for others, engaging others, and connecting others to the body of Christ. And we thank you as we do those things, Lord, you're continuing to add to the church daily those that are being saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Spirit, and moved into the the witness that they've been called to. Lord, we thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord, that as we preach your word, we expect to see signs and wonders following the declaration of your word, and we give you praise for the what what is going to happen in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So we have been, uh, for the last few um, uh, weeks, talking about divine connections as part of our, our series titled The Journey. And so what I'm going to do today is we're going to kind of um, uh, work through a, a couple of things that we've added in. We're going to do a little review of what we've talked about as far as divine connections are concerned. But in addition to that, the other thing that we want to do today is we want to give a, some focus to the, um, the aspect of ministry that we're in in our 40 days of fasting, okay? So our 40 days of fasting and prayer is not 40 days without food, but it is 40 days of focus on prayer, adding fasting as an element to continue and deepen our focus on the things which we know God desires for us to be concerned with. So when Jesus was about to... um, uh, going to heaven he, he uh has risen from the dead told his disciples that they have a mission and he gave them that mission in uh, matthew 28 he told them go into all the world preach the good news to all creatures preach it to everybody told everybody go out, go out let everybody know teach them all things i taught you and lo i'm going to be with you to the end okay He told them, I'm going to be with you to the end of the age, that that no matter what, Jesus was going to be there with his disciples. And understanding that that was the mission that he gave, as he's getting ready to ascend into heaven, his disciples are there, and they're looking at him, and he says, listen, I'm giving you power. The power I'm giving you is the Holy Spirit. And when the Spirit comes upon you, you shall be my witnesses. In other words, you can, when you have the Spirit of God come on you, what is going to happen for you is you are now not only going to know that I'm real, you're going to experience my realness. Amen. You're going to experience my realness in such a way that you'll be able to tell people, God is real. I'm a witness. I've seen God move myself, I have seen God do things myself. I know God is real. So what does that mean? It means that when power of the Spirit comes upon us, it comes upon us to anoint us to get things done that we can be witnesses of what he does. Amen? And people will see your life and say, something's going on. I can't quite figure it out. I don't want to acknowledge it, but I have to say something is going on with you. Amen? What's that something? It's the power of God moving in my life, making me alive, strengthening me, encouraging me, building me up, and allowing me to stand when I should fall. Amen. Amen. If you stand when you should fall, it means something came at you worthy of knocking you down. Amen. Tell your neighbor, Says some things come to knock you down, but you are going to stand. Amen. Come on. Come on. Yeah, things are going to come at you, and they're going to come at you hard. But you know, need to know, I have gone, this whole Bible is written to let me know I don't have to fall. Amen. This whole word of God is developed and designed to usher me through understanding that God will work in people's lives even when they don't measure up to where they should be. Amen. David is a man that we love. We read the Psalms, and we say, man, David was such an awesome man. Wow. David talked to God, and we tell the stories about David being king, but we forget about the fact that David was a lusty man. David was supposed to be going out to fight, and he's sitting on the roof looking at women. We forget about David the peeping Tom who's after God's own heart. (laughs) Amen. We forget about the David who when the woman comes to his house and says, I'm married, he said, don't worry about it. I got that covered. And the woman had not one child with him, but two. (laughs) Amen. We seem to forget about that. But why is that important to understand? It comes because no matter who you are, you may have flaws, you may have cracks, you may have imperfections in you. They may be devastating imperfections. They may be imperfections that you reveal them to us and we all try to run. But God, who is rich in mercy, loves us with an eternal, everlasting love. So much so, he gives his own life on your behalf. Amen. That's why I can stand here with confidence and say, God loves us. Because I know I've been forgiven for my flaws and my faults and my cracks. Amen. I've been forgiven of sin, I've been given a, forgiven of slowfulness. I've been given a, forgiven of things I did and things I failed to do. Amen. And yet I stand here bold as ever. You know why? Because every day I can come boldly before the throne of grace and find the help and the covering to cover me in the day of need. Amen. Amen. God doesn't make me wait to be forgiven. He doesn't make you wait to be forgiven. And you need to understand that because if you're going to prosper on your journey, you can't be sitting around living in condemnation, wondering when God's going to come help you out. Amen. Amen. Come on, because I know how the devil lies. And that's what the devil does. He tries to get us to wait until another time to actually live our life. Amen. And now they got the friends, I'm living my best life. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. My best life is my life in Christ. My best life is when I'm not worried or concerned or stressing or fretting. My best life is not when I'm trying to do stuff in order to get a thrill in my life. Amen. Because sometimes living my best life is just me trying to get a thrill. (laughs) Amen. All right, listen. Let's go to Isaiah. We've been talking about prayer and fasting. And so I want to put something here in your midst, in your understanding that will, will kind of push us forward. We read in, in 3 John verse 2, beloved, I would that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. That we're trying to see God prosper each other. Amen? And so our prayers for one another is that you prosper. Amen? See, the world wants to prosper itself, but our prayers for one another should be brethren. I'm praying that you prosper. Amen. I praise God that God let me write a book. But you know what I'm even more excited about? I'm more excited about the fact that Cookie's got a book and got another book coming. Amen. Amen. I'm concerned about the book that, that our Nick is getting ready to write. Amen. Amen. I'm excited about the stuff that other people are also doing. Amen. I don't want to have the only one, a book on the shelf. I want us, oh, if you've got a testimony, which you do, I want you to write the vision, make it plain, and get it out there so other people can see and learn how you moved from where you were to where God took you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But how are we going to get there? We've got to pray one for another. Amen. See, the church has been programmed to pray for ourselves. And we're going to get a special group of people, and they're going to pray for everybody else. And guess what? We're supposed to have intercessors in the church, but the intercessors in the church shouldn't be the only ones praying for everybody else in the church. Amen? We should be praying one for another. Because I'm going to show you something in the book of James in a few minutes here, but the fact of the matter is is that the elders are supposed to pay for the sick, but you get healed when you pray for each other. Amen. (laughs) Amen. The Bible tells us that when Job went into his big trial, God told his friends, he said, you're going to give an offering to Job, and Job is going to pray for you. And when he prays for you, then you're going to get healed. (laughs) Amen. Amen. What does that mean? That God is not trying to be the one doing everything. God is trying to use a group of people as his body to get stuff done in the earth. And that's why he gives us an anointing, because the anointing is God's power to what? Get things done. <laughs> Amen. Isaiah 58. Now, we've been using this as our meditation for the fast, and I want you to think about this. Um, I'm gonna be, you're going to start at verse 6, but I'm going to read verse 1 to you. Verse 1 says, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. So, the very first thing that God starts off with in this case, talking to Isaiah, is that you're going to have to have a voice. <laughs> you have to have a voice. See the, see, the believer must know you have a voice. God is giving you a voice. That's so important to understand. Cry aloud. Cry aloud means you have a voice. Now, you might say to yourself, yeah, I know I have a voice. I'm not talking about your vocal cord voice. I'm talking about the fact that you have something to say. Because there's a voice. And then there's a voice. A voice that speaks to things. A voice that changes things. A voice that creates atmospheres. You have a voice. And you have to know that you have a voice. And when we're talking about divine connections, part of your divine connections with others is the fact that God has given you a voice in other people's lives. Amen. You've been granted a voice into other people's lives. You have, by relationship, an opportunity to pierce other people's lives with your voice. And when you pierce other people's lives with your voice, you either bring them blessing or bring them cursing but you have a voice. Amen. 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 Parents have a voice with their kids. Why? Because of relationship. Amen. Husbands and wives do have voices with each other. Why? Because of relationship. Amen. Co-workers they have voices in each other's lives. Why? Because of proximity and relationship. Bosses have voices into their employees' lives. Why? Because of positioning. So there's a lot of different ways we get voices into people's lives. My neighbor has a voice with me. Amen. He has a voice both with his words and with his actions. Amen. If I come home and my neighbor's parked in my driveway, he's telling me something. <laughs> Amen. Amen. He's he's speaking loud and clear. He's saying something. He's in my driveway and nothing's in his driveway. Why are you in my driveway? (laughs) (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Anyway, I won't go down that road right now. Amen. (laughs) Amen. But I see y'all already on that road. So let me, uh, (laughs) Isaiah chapter 58, verse 6, where we want to pick up. Now, in the verses before this, he told him the kind of fast he wasn't interested in. He said, I'm not interested in a fast where you're moaning and groaning. I'm not interested in a fast where you're rolling around in the dust and letting everybody know how hungry you are. (laughs) Amen. If you want, you can go back and read those verses. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. I'm, as that's not the kind of fast I'm not interested in a fast where you're getting so religious that you're going to argue with other people about what kind of fast is right and what kind of fast ain't right no he said that ain't the kind of fast I want verse 6 says this is the fast I choose to loose the bonds of wickedness to undo the heavy burdens to let the oppressed go free and that God break every yoke Is that what it says? (laughs) Yeah, you break every yoke. Amen. One more time. Is this not the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? (laughs) Amen. Amen. In other words, the purpose of the fast is to empower you to set other people free. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Y'all should be really excited about that. That's why we're praying for our oikos. See, usually we're going to pray and we're going to pray for ourselves. We're going to make sure we're okay and we're going we're gonna to pray to get in touch with God. You don't have to pray hard to get in touch with God. Kenneth Copeland told this story. He said he was dealing with an issue and he said he, he was struggling with this issue and he said he told his wife, he said, baby, listen, I'm going to do a fast and I'm not coming out of this room until God tells me what to do. He said, so you might as well get ready because if I have to be in here for 40 days, I'm not coming out of this room until God tells me what to do. so he said he went in he got on his knees and started praying ten minutes later God told him what to do he got up and walked out the room (laughs) what does that mean he was all prepared to try to break through to listen to God God said you don't need to break through you need to listen (laughs) you don't have to break you don't have to break through to hear from God you have to listen to God when you listen he will speak. Amen. See, sometimes it's, just a, it's, sometimes it's not the amount of days, it's the, the amount of dedication that we made to hearing from God. If I dedicate myself to hearing from God, he will speak. Amen. When I haven't decided whether I'm going to obey God yet, he takes a long time to speak. Amen. If I'm going in the room trying to hear whether or not I hear what I like, and I'm going to get up when I hear what I like, then I'm going to be in there a long time. Because God's not going to tell me what I want to hear. God's going to tell me what the truth is. Amen. And sometimes the truth about me is not what I want to hear. Amen. If I'm going to fast and pray because Pastor Tammy said something to me I don't like, I'm going to fast and pray until it changed, guess what? I'm the one that got to (laughs) change. Amen. 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 So you never say, I hate change. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that because I was going to give somebody a million dollars, but since you don't like change, I'm keeping my money. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm playing with y'all anyway. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> change is good for the soul. Because change, you can't mature without change. You can't grow in maturity without change. You can't grow up in the things of God without change. God's going to make you change. But part of the understanding of change is what are you changing to? And so the biggest thing that God is trying to get the church, the people in the body of Christ, because again, the church is not the building, the church is what? The people. So what is God trying to get the church to change? The first thing God's trying to get the church to change is get its eyes off of itself And see outside of us. So the first thing he says, the kind of fast I want, it's not the self-torture. That's not what God says I want. I don't want that. That's not what I'm after. I'm after you, recognizing you have a voice and recognizing that voice can be used to help to loose the bonds of wickedness that are holding other people who can't hear God. Amen. See, the reason we've given our life to Christ is because we heard God. Amen. We heard him speak. And so we said, yes, Lord. And so we come to the fellowship of Christ. But now then our eyes are continually being flooded with light. We're getting new revelation, new understanding, and we're walking deeper into the things of God as we get more exposure. Oh, praise the Lord. And we're stepping deeper into things of God. But every step you take deeper into the things of God, there may be people who have not taken those steps yet. And our job is to help reach back and give light to their eyes so they can step forward. Amen. So what are we praying? We're praying that the eyes of their understanding be flooded with light. Why? So that bounds, things can be, bounds, boundaries can be loosed. Amen. Bonds of wickedness can be broken. Amen. Amen. Undo heavy burdens. How many of you have ever lived under heavy burdens? Come on. Yes, Lord. Come on. Yeah, heavy burden. We done lived under some heavy burdens, amen. And you, let me tell you something about a heavy burden. When you live under a heavy burden, you didn't put it there. <laughs> Think about it, amen. <laughs> if you're under a heavy burden, burden too heavy for you, you didn't put it there. It means somebody put it on you, amen. And if it's too heavy for you, you can't get out from under it, right? Yeah. So what do you need? You need somebody else to come help take the burden off. Amen. Amen. That's why the church should be a house of refreshing where we love on each other so we can help each other lift the burdens off. Yeah. When the church becomes a house of contention, we put burdens on each other. Amen. Yeah. And then we can't live up to those burdens. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I'm always going to encourage you to do your best, but if you fall, I ain't going to condemn you. Amen? I'm going to always challenge you to do more. I'm going to ask you to do more. <laughs> but guess what? If you, can't, if you say, I can't take no more, I'm not going to say, yeah, you can't take no more. <laughs> no. I'm going to be patient with you. I'm going to love on you. I'm going to keep encouraging you. I'm going to keep speaking things to you until you grab a hold and you step to where God's called you to step. Amen? Yeah, I may be telling you go right and say, I hear the Lord saying go left. I'm going to say praise the Lord. Go left then. Just move. <laughs> Just do it. Why? Because I want to lift your burdens off. There's somebody I knew and they were so scared to talk in a microphone. They would not. They, they, would, ha- they would have to say something. <laughs> anything but because did they didn't like hearing their own voice. And so they did, surely didn't want to hear it amplified. And so they would, they would just... So we had to work on the fact that you are living under a condemnation. And your condemnation has an effect on you, but it's robbing the people of hearing what you need to say. Amen. So what are you doing? You're living in Adam's world where he sees his nakedness and hides rather than living in Adam's world before he fell, which was not seeing that, but seeing the glory of the Lord and reaching out to care for the garden. Amen. We can't let our self-condemnation hold us because that's more burden and it's holding us back from freeing other people of their burdens. Amen. If you're ashamed of your story, then you need to not be ashamed of who you are. Amen. Amen. Come on. Verse 7. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house Tell your neighbor, say, to your house. (laughs) Lord Jesus. Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked, that you cover him and not hide yourself from your, look, from your own flesh. Every homeless person in this town is connected to you. <laughs> They're connected to you. You know why? Because we're one body. We go, out, we go out sometimes, we meet people, and we're handing them something, and they say, praise the Lord, and start quoting scriptures to you. Why? Because sometimes your own flesh is outside. Not hide yourself from your own flesh. Amen. Verse 8. Then, in other words, when we fast the way God wants us to fast, then your light shall break forth like the morning. Mm. I love this. In other words, when we begin to operate in a flow, we begin to lift others' burdens. We begin to help others break their chains. We begin helping others and blessing others. When we stop hiding ourselves from those in need, we start becoming a blessing to people. We start sharing who we are and what we are and what we have with other people. Then all of a sudden, our light breaks forth amen if we want to be a church that shines then let's take this fasting time these 40 days and let's be praying for those people in those proximities to us that are just these things people carrying heavy burdens people in chains people who are under oppression people who are hungry people who don't have people who are missing things or not filled let's bless them let's be a blessing to them amen Amen. And we don't have to be a blessing in pride. We have to be a blessing in honor. Amen. Amen. Sometimes you're going to honor people, not tell them why you're blessing them. Amen. Hey, I saw your shoes are bad. I'm going to give you a pair of shoes. No. That's not honor. Hey, you look like you're the same size as me. I have a pair of shoes for you. That's honor. I see a similarity. You're like me, so I want to bless you. Not because of your need. I want to bless you because I love you. All of us have maybe had the experience where we had to borrow something from somebody and we hated having to borrow it because we knew as soon as we expressed our need, we was going to hear it forever. <laughs> Amen. Oh, I don't want to ask them. No, no, not them. Because why? Because I'm going to hear this forever. Hey, man, you know what? I'm glad you was able to pay me back after I loaned you something. Bro, why would you have to put it out there like that? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. We do that out of ignorance. We just don't know better. Amen. Because yeah. we're proud that we help somebody. So we, we express it. And you know what? And that's fine. But we need to understand if you're going to bless somebody, Bless him in honor. Bless him in honor. Amen. Look at this. When you become the blessing, your healing shall spring forth speedily. Amen. And your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. In other words, you won't have to look back because God's got your back. Amen. You can keep pressing forward because God's got your back. Amen. You know, that's what, ah, man, if there's nothing else I love about this, I love the fact that God has got my back. Amen. Sometimes I do stuff, and it may appear to everybody else that I'm being naive, but I just believe God's got my back. <laughs> Sometimes it looks like, oh, does he even realize that they're pursuing him? They, yeah, I understand, but God's got my back. Amen. So I don't have to worry about that. Amen. So, yes, I'm naive. (laughs) I'm naive enough to believe that God's got me. Amen. (laughs) Amen. He's got you too. Amen. Because he's no respecter of persons. (laughs) Amen. Verse 9. You shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he'll say, here I am. Don't cry, baby. I'm right here. Amen. Amen. If you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger, and speaking wickedness, this is powerful. If you take away the yoke from your midst, in other words, if you have anybody under bondage, let them go. (laughs) Get the yoke out of your midst. Amen. I spent a lot of time as a young man being mad at my father. I spent a whole lot of time pondering, meditating on what would be different if my father did X, Y, Z. Amen. I did a whole lot of meditating on that, right? Because it wasn't conscious meditation. It was sometimes unconscious meditation. And it would just manifest as anger on the inside of me. Amen. And so that thing ticking on in me. And one day, it finally came the day, am I going to let it go or am I going to take it on? And I decided one day to let it go. And we both got free. (laughs) Amen. We both got free. Amen. I had somebody who did something to me and I was like, really? (laughs) Really? Are you serious? This this is what you? I was so mad. And, and, And again, I gave my life to the Lord. The Lord said, let it go. And so I let it go, and I've been bothered by it no more. I've been reminded of it, (laughs) amen, but I have not been bothered by it, amen. Just because you remember don't mean you have to live under the yoke, amen, amen. That's why we have scars, amen, amen. Your body knits itself back together, it heals itself and leaves the scar, so you remember, don't do that. <laughs> Amen. It's healed, but you need to remember, don't do that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I tell you never, praise the Lord for scars. Hallelujah. It means you lived and you got healed. Amen. <laughs> you survived and got it hey man I, I got a scar i've survived and got a scar i got hit with something in the face one time i thought it was, it was gonna be messing up and i just had a beauty mold that came up uh. <laughs> praise the lord <laughs> amen all right i'm having fun with y'all amen because a cheerful heart does good like medicine amen so i'm bringing some medicine for y'all amen <laughs> Take the yoke away. Get rid of the pointing of the finger. Pointing of the finger. Now the pointing of the finger, y'all y'all know what that means. That no. No more of that. Right? And if you're biting your bottom lip, wouldn't you do it? Mm-mm, no, no more of that. Amen. Get that out of there. Amen. Pointing the finger also means blame. Let me, tell you how, let me tell you how ingrained blame is in the sin nature of us. When Adam and Eve fell, there are three things that happened immediately. The first was they saw they were naked. So self-consciousness, false image, is the first thing that happens with the sin nature, right? Second thing, God comes and God speaks out. Adam, where are you? They hid. Why? Because the second thing that happened is fear. They were afraid. The third thing that happened is God says, Adam, what have you done? He said, that woman you gave me. <laughs> <laughs> he pointed at her and he blamed God at the same time. He did a two for one. Amen. <laughs> he said, "It wasn't me. It was that woman you made her with your hands. And you gave her to me." <laughs> amen. <laughs> Self-consciousness, fear and blame are the first three manifestations of the sin nature in humanity. <laughs> So what he says here is that when you are praying, first thing is get the yoke out of your midst. Take away the pointing of the finger, that blame, get it out. And third, speaking wickedness. As we're fasting, guard your mouth. As we're fasting, be sure and guard your mouth. Amen. Guard your mouth. I don't even have an illustration for that one. I'm just going to let that one stand on its own. (laughs) Amen. Verse 10. If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be like the noonday. Amen. Your light is going to dawn and your darkness, the worst part of you, is going to look like the noon. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I praise the Lord for this because what that means is, is that means even your worst day is going to look better. Amen. It means your bad days are going to look good. Amen. Amen. All from what? From a fast. Extending our soul to the hungry. Guess what? There's more than one kind of hungry person. There's physically hungry people and there's spiritually hungry people. Amen. There's emotionally hungry people. Amen. They're intellectually hungry people. They want to have a conversation, but they don't know how to start it. They don't know how to come out of their shell to have it. They really want to talk to somebody. They don't know how. That's why Jesus said, you didn't choose me, I chose you. In other words, I saw your hunger and I chose you. Amen. Amen. There's some people we got to choose to be a blessing to. Amen. All right. Verse 11, the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. Come on, when we're fasting, we're putting ourselves in the position of blessing. Amen. Putting ourselves in the position of blessing. He's going to satisfy your soul in the drought, strengthen your bones. You shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those from among you shall build the old waste places, and you shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called a repairer, excuse me, the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets to dwell in. Amen. If we really apply ourselves in the fast, we're going to change things around us. Because not only are we going to become a blessing. Our gifts and talents are going to start making a difference in different environments. Amen. And you might feel like yourself, well, you know what? I'm, I just got little gifts or I just, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing it. doesn't make a difference because God didn't put any qualifiers in here. He said, when you do it, when you fast, when you begin praying, when you're to start extending your soul, when you start doing those things, there are certain things that are going to happen. They're going to occur and they're going to occur because you're extending yourself. Amen. Amen. You're reaching beyond your own walls. You're blessing others. Amen. Amen. All right. 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 Hallelujah. Mm. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, then shall honor and shall honor him Not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. In other words, what does that mean? It means you need to not only do, but you need to honor the day of rest. And we're not trying to be religious and just say, you know, you know, shut everything down on Saturday. Not saying that. You need to observe the day of rest. You need to have a day where you're focused on God. You need to have a day where you're, you're actually absorbing and making sure that you're, you're hearing what he says and that you're saying what he says. Amen. Amen. Say what he says. Amen. Amen. Not finding your own pleasure nor speaking your own words. In other words, if you feel super mature, don't use your words. Use God's words. Amen. When you feel, any day you feel super mature, man, I feel super mature today. Don't use your words. Use God's words. Amen. Say, praise the Lord. I'm tired today, but God fills my mouth with good things so that my youth is renewed like the eagle. You can acknowledge that you're tired today or you don't feel good today, but then you need to say, but God. <laughs> amen. Yes, I'm having a, yes, I got out of, yes, I stepped out of the bed and 17 things cracked. That's okay. Yet God, amen. But God is going to make me productive today. I'm going to stretch in the name of the Lord. Amen. 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 I'm going to get ready in the name of the Lord. I'm going to shake it out in the name of the Lord. and then I'm going to get busy on this day today, amen (laughs) hallelujah Hallelujah. amen because why, I'm not using my words I'm using his words (laughs) hallelujah, go to to Psalm 103 real quick, I'm going to make sure you don't know what his word says concerning this because for whatever reason this item here has been bothering me because I I keep People keep coming to me trying to get me to say stuff I'm not fitting to say. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I already, I already said about one of them. And then some, another one came at me yesterday. I'm like, okay, all right. I'm going to preach this so y'all know where I stand. Amen. <laughs> I told them where I stood, but I'm going to tell y'all. Verse Psalm 103, verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O oh my and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Not half of what's in you, but all that's in you need to bless his name. Amen? And forget not all of his... woo, hallelujah. Ain't nothing like benefits. Amen. Ain't nothing like a good set of benefits. Amen. What, I get medical and dental? Yes, you get it. What? Oh, only $5 copay? $5 copay, that's all you got to pay. What? Yeah. Forget not all these benefits. What? Wait, wait. There's a special rider that means I can go see the chiropractor too? What? What? I got retirement benefits? What? A 401k? And then you're working for four years. And then somebody says, oh, man, I just got back from the gym. Oh, yeah, how much gym costs? Oh, man, you know, we get the gym for free. What What gym? The one in the corner right there. That one on the corner. I didn't know nothing about that. Guess what? It did not make it a benefit because you didn't know. (laughs) Amen. And don't be a hater when you find out that it is. Amen. Go to HR and say, hey, I heard I got this benefit. And they say, yes, you do. Take this to the gym and you'll be good. Amen. Don't forget all your benefits. Amen. Human reminder about all these benefits. Amen. Amen. And the same word, for some reason, is used in Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless, the, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not All his benefits. (laughs) Man, when you start fasting, God start reminding you of benefits. He start reminding you. He said, hey, you know what? If you start extending your soul, then guess what? I'm going to cause you to break forth like light. That's a benefit. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes, it's true. It's a benefit. Verse 3, number 1, benefit of God forgives all your iniquities. Tell your neighbor, say, you're forgiven. It's a benefit. Amen. So when other people won't forgive you, you need to go back to God and say, Lord, they won't forgive me, but will you forgive me? He says, I forgive you. And then you rise up in no condemnation and you keep on moving. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Heals all your diseases. Amen. My body ain't acting right, but guess what? Healing's part of my benefit. Amen. So what if I got to go to the doctor multiple times? It doesn't make a difference. I'm still healed. Amen. Why? It's my benefit. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Who redeems your life from destruction. I put it like this. I am invincible. It's a benefit. Amen. Amen. I'm invincible. You can't stop me. You can't stop me. Why? Because I have benefits. Amen. You need to say it. I'm invincible. Why? Because I got benefits. Amen. That's the answer. I got benefits. Come on. Who crowns you with loving kindness... And tender mercies. Amen. It's my benefit. Amen. I got loving kindness surrounding me. Amen. Even when everybody around me might be mad, I got loving kindness surrounding me. Amen. If people curse me, I got loving kindness surrounding me. Amen. Amen. If people don't acknowledge me, I got loving kindness all surrounding me. Amen. Come on. I, why? Because it's my benefit. Amen. And this is the one who satisfies your mouth with good things. Amen. Say, my mouth is satisfied. satisfied. Yes. Why? Because you got good things in it. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Why? So that... In other words, if your mouth has bad stuff in it, your youth is not getting renewed. That's why I won't confess what people try to get me to confess, because I understand the principle of the word. I'm not going to confess the wrong thing, because that's just inviting my youth that I'm trying to get renewed to not be renewed. Amen. 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 Somebody asked me, I'm growing my hair out, right? Somebody said, are you dyeing your hair? I said, no. It's black like that. <laughs> it's got speckles in there. Look close. There's some speckles in there. But no, I'm not dying it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm growing it too. <laughs> Amen. I ain't offending nobody. I'm just talking about me. Amen. Amen. So that my youth is renewed like the eagle. What does an eagle do? Eagle will regrow a a beak. An eagle will regrow talons. Why? Because he got work to do. I, you can't be you can't be an eagle living up on a high rock with dull talons. You can't be sliding, I can't have an eagle sliding down, the, sliding down the mountain. No, he needs sharp talons because he's supposed to be up there. Amen. Eagle, you're going to be up there flying around, you diving down to catch a salmon, and the salmon fight you back because you got a weak beak. Come on, man. <laughs> no, an eagle got to be strong, he got to be renewed, Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right. All right. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Go to verse 20. Go to verse 20. Go to verse 20. <laughs> Amen. Unfortunately, this is how I think all day long. I'm sorry. <laughs> all day, that's how my mind works all day long. Amen. psalm 103 verse 20 listen close listen to this we're talking about fasting and what's happening behind the scenes bless the lord you his angels what are angels yes they're messengers angels are messengers of god when you die you don't become an angel it's hard to say it, but it's true. You don't become an angel. You're not getting any wings. I don't care how much Red Bull you drink. You're, you're, not, you're not getting any wings. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> angels are angels. People are people. When you die, you will be recreated with the spirit that you have in you now, in the image and likeness of God, not the image and likeness of an angel. Because angels know the difference between humans and God. Because in Psalm chapter eight, the angel said, "What is man that you're mindful of him? Look at us; we got six wings. Look at us; we we moving things spiritually. Man, look at him standing on the ground with no wings." so why is he so special so you don't understand he's created in my image amen so he's not talking to you to bless the Lord he told the angels to bless the Lord who excel in strength listen who do his word in other words the angels are supposed to do the word of God Heeding the voice of his word, so the angels respond to the word, amen. So, if your mouth is filled with good things like the word, then when you speak the word, angels will move in your behalf, amen. Come on, it says, bless the Lord, you his angels. And I heard people explain it. Well, he's talking about angels. He's talking about us as messengers. No, he's not. He's talking, uh, Angel is an angel. Amen? When I say and, I mean and. I don't mean but, because I would have said but if I meant but when I said and. But I said and, not but. So that's what it is. Amen? So if he says angel, he means angels. Not people. Bless the Lord, you his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of the word. In other words, when we bless the Lord and speak his word, we put angels in work on our behalf. So as you are praying, you need to know that as you're praying God's word and as you are heeding the voice of the word, as you're operating in the word, that the angels are moving in our favor. But don't send angels off your favor by speaking words opposite of what the word is saying. Amen. Because remember. Uh, uh, let's, let's go back over to. Uh, I'm going to close with this. Praise the Lord for his order. Amen. Isaiah 58. Verse. Uh, verse 13. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath. From doing your pleasure on my holy day. And call the Sabbath a delight. In other words. Speak the Sabbath as a delight. In other words, praise the Lord for my day of rest. Amen. The holy day of the Lord, honorable, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words. Amen. So you need to not speak your words, you need to speak what God's word says. Amen. 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 All my super mature people in here say, Praise the Lord. Lord. Amen. Amen. And now that we said praise the Lord, let's fill our mouth with something good to say so that our youth is continually renewed like the eagle. Amen. 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 When you feel a crack, praise the Lord. And say, praise the Lord, my youth is renewed like the eagle. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. When you feel something ain't right, Something ain't quite right. (laughs) Praise the Lord. My youth is renewed like the eagle. Till it get right. Till it get right. Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Amen. Fill your mouth with good things. Put the word in your mouth. Let your word be in your mouth. Let the word continue to speak through you. Because you have work to do. And this fast is giving us work to do. This fast has us praying for people so that we can engage those people in life-giving conversations that are honorable to them. And the fast has us then praying that the bonds of wickedness be pulled off of them. Lord, that heavy burdens be lifted off of them. That they walk free and they walk in the freedom in which Jesus wants them to walk. Amen. Yes. People believe that coming to Jesus is going to put them under bondage. We got to let them know, no, is just going to set you free? Yes, church can put you in bondage. Amen. But Jesus sets you free. Amen. Amen. Most beautiful, one of the most beautiful things I ever saw in my life. We had this, this, this little worship service at Victory Outreach. We had this worship service and all these former gang members, were all singing worship. And they were singing this old simple song, Jesus Set Me Free. But it, it overwhelmed us. And me and Tammy still, we, we smile about it. It's not a laugh about it. It's, it's a smile about it because it's just, it's a beautiful memory. And they're standing there and they're singing worship and Uh, The one one of the verses they put there said, I used to be a gangster till Jesus set me free. I used to be a gangster till Jesus set me free. I used to be a gangster till Jesus set me free. Glory. Hallelujah. Jesus set me free. I used to be a hustler till Jesus set me free. I used to be a hustler till Jesus set me free. And we listened there and man, I was just seeing them, I was like, man, I love that. Because they are free. But sometimes we forget how free we are. Because we have an adversary who keeps reminding us all the little things in our life we don't have. When God is trying to show us how blessed we are how full our mouth is with good stuff, how our youth is being renewed, how we're being strengthened, how we got all these benefits. Praise the Lord. Amen. So I want you to exercise your benefits. Hallelujah. Pray one for another. Build each other up. Call those individuals who you're praying for. Don't call them to preach to them. Call them to tell them you love them. Call them to tell them you've been thinking about you. Hey, you know what? My church is doing 40 days of prayer. I was made a a list of people who are important in my life, and you're on my list. I want you to let you know I'm praying for you. Leave it alone. (laughs) Leave it alone. What are you praying for me for? Because you're important to my life. I told somebody one time, I said, hey, the Lord had me praying for you. Ain't that wrong in my life? I said, I wasn't making an accusation. I I pray for people I like. (laughs) I pray for people I, I don't like either because I pray for my enemies. (laughs) <laughs> amen but i actually happen to be praying for you because i like you. <laughs> so we're moving forward 40 days for our oikos amen god has made you a divine connection so we're praying for everybody so let's stand on our feet and let's engage in some prayer Thank you for listening to today's message titled Divine Connections Part 4, Praying for Your Oikos from our series, The Journey. For more information about us here at Abundant Life Worship Center, we want you to feel free to check out our website at AbundantLifeWorship.net. You can find on our site more information about us, our church and events calendars, and other things that may be of interest to you. Once again, our site is AbundantLifeWorship.net. Now you can also find us on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash AbundantLifeWorship.net. God bless and we look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. And until then, please remember that Jesus came to give you life and that more abundantly.